Hi friends, it's me, Nella Rose in the building and I'm coming to you with a brand new podcast. Whilst I'm off duty from hosting the Brits Red Carpet, I'm going to be chatting with some of your favourite singers, rappers, musicians about all things fashion, fame, music. We're coming at you thick and fast with eight episodes. It's going to be full of laughs and we might even get a couple of deep and meaningful conversations along the way. This is the Red Carpet Treatment with Nella Rose, brought to you by the Brit Awards with MasterCard. Okay, guys, so I'm super, super excited for our guest today. She has been nominated for two Brits. She's been in the game for 10 years, a decade, guys decade and she's only 26 years old so we are blessed to have here with us the stunning Anna Henderson do you know why this is like a match made in heaven really because your name's Ella and you're Nella Nella and Ella Nella and Ella we start our own girl band literally love it love it you're giving me all the energy right now I love this so obviously I'm 25 <gasps> and oh you're gosh. 26 I'm 26 no guys this is a match made in heaven like, <laughs> <laughs> but you've achieved so much so you've been in a game for essentially like a decade don't because it's so weird I'm like Benjamin Button on I like but, I just yeah, saw Peter no, Pan I just don't grow up <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so obviously I've been in the game for like seven years but am I right in saying that it's like it almost doesn't feel like it yeah, for sure. I think when you start out so young, I think it just becomes your norm. And mm. you kind of, do you know what? I'm, I am really grateful for the fact that I learned so much from a young age, though, because yeah. now I consider it 26 and a lot of people only get to sign their first record deal in their 20s if they're mm. going to sign. And to have like all of those years beforehand, for me, it's almost like I see it as almost a bit of like an apprenticeship. <laughs> Not an <laughs> apprenticeship. Then, yeah, <laughs> an apprenticeship in uh, in singing. <laughs> yeah. So when did you discover your voice? Like, obviously, I, I've never really discovered my voice because I'm, obviously I can't sing. Um, <laughs> I maybe bet you can. Yeah. Everyone can sing. Okay, tell me something to sing and I'm going to sing for you. Um, be nice, be kind. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. Twinkle, twinkle, little star how i wonder you heard that the riff yeah what you are period (laughs) (laughs) Period. yeah so what do you think i loved it yeah i loved it you've got potential oh thank you yeah i feel like you're in tune for one a lot of people are just toned down yeah like i know that like i know i'm in tune i know i've got the voice it's just like i need like a legend like you to tell me so that i can take like my career to like the next level (laughs) But I don't know when I first um, realised I could sing. I think I was just... So I'm the youngest of four. I've got two big brothers and then an You're older the sister. Baby. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. So I just always... Maybe it comes from that thing of when you're the youngest, you have to kind of like shout to be heard. So maybe like... And I've got Literally. a really big mouth. And like, <laughs> I just think... <laughs> I think that's a lot to do with why I can sing. Yeah. Um, and I just always loved music. Anything that made noise when I was a baby. We had a piano in the house, but nobody played it. And I was just completely attracted to it and would always go sit and play. I loved writing poetry in school. And I think mm-hmm. that and the piano at home together formed my songwriting from a young age. A little birdie told me that after seven years, and by the way, seven years is a long time. That's a seven-year-old child. Okay. So after seven years, you are going back on tour, like your first like headline tour in seven years. Yeah. Are you not, like, are you not nervous? So nervous. <gasps> like, But um, do you know what? I think with everything that's happened, 
especially like since COVID and the pandemic, I'm actually mm. more excited. Like I yeah. think it's been such a long time coming and I'm enjoying being back up on stage. I've done some festivals this summer and just seeing people back in a room or back in a crowd, being together again. And yeah. music's such a universal thing. Like it brings people together from different backgrounds, different age mm. groups and like different genres of music even coming together. So I feel like... I don't know, I'm just more so excited. Like, I'm really excited and I just can't wait to see my fans, tell them what I've been up to. I just yeah. can't, I literally just want to sit on the edge of the stage and just talk. talk. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I've always wanted to ask? Like, you know when you're singing in front of, like, thousands of people and mm. it's like thousands of people have their eyes on you. Where'd you get that confidence from? Like, where'd you go... I bitches, it's me. Y'all finna hear me sing. Like, where would you get that confidence from? I don't know. Do you know what it is, though? Mm. I think that when I sing in front of a lot of people, it's like thousands, I'm not as nervous as I am if I was to, like, sing in front of three or four people. Because it's more intimate, isn't it? It's more like one-on-one and, like, they really are hearing you there and then. Whereas singing to that many people, you almost feel like you're kind of in your own little world on stage. But I'm so nervous before I go on and then as soon as I, I open my mouth and sing the first note, it just all goes goes away. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like, just all shakes off and I just get excited. And yeah. it's like a big adrenaline rush, like, literally no chocolate, no bottle of wine, no sex is better <laughs> than the feeling of when I'm up on stage. Like, it is... It's a, it's a big adrenaline rush. Chocolate girl. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not the chocolate. Not the chocolate. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about like confidence and like body confidence like over the years Mm -hmm. because you was talking about earlier like how you used to look back at yourself which is something that I do all the time by the way I think the main thing I want to say is that it's it's not easy to learn how to love yourself because Mm. as human beings we want to kind of like pick ourselves apart unless there's like you know there is that small percentage of people that are complete narcissists and love themselves right Mm. but when we wake up every day do I stand up and look in the mirror and say I love myself every day no I don't but Mm. I'm going to try and do that more now than, you know, than I used to, because I think one life's too short. And if you can start to learn how to love yourself from a younger age, mm. I promise you, like, life is just so much more fun. And it's literally what RuPaul says. If if you cannot love yourself, how the hell can anybody else love you? Or, like, Facts. Do you know what I mean? Like, that yeah. is, like, so true. Yeah. Um, I've yeah. just always, like... I don't know what I'm going to look like in the future. I could look 10 times better. I could look 10 times worse. And that's on period. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to love myself in the now. I'm going to do the things that make me feel beautiful now. So like, you know, 30-inch jet black wig, you know, my long nails, fluttery eyelashes. Like I'm going to do what makes me feel pretty Absolutely. now instead of saying oh I'm going to wait till I lose weight or I'm going to wait till I gain weight and I'm going to wait till I get this dress to look good no I'm going to look good today what if the rapture what if the <laughs> rapture what if I wake up tomorrow and I hear trumpets huh then what am I going to do no absolutely the Lord came back and I was I was waiting till next week no, to slay exactly can you imagine I came to the UK when I was 8 years old yeah mm. and I couldn't even speak English I would no watch way. the X Factor because I could oh. I could understand that people Music. were singing yeah, yeah, yeah. and oh. I could understand that people were good and people, people were bad. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So tell me about your experience on the X Factor. I mean, it was never like my plan to even go on the show. Stop. No, it wasn't. Like I was never the kid where I watched it year after year after year and thought, right, when I'm of age, I'm auditioning. Or like me. 
Um, it was just one of those do you know what attracted me to it the most Mm. the year I auditioned they invented a new rule and you could audition with your own material your own songs and that was what drew Mm. me towards it because I was like I just want to get feedback from someone in the industry a producer or someone behind the scenes I don't expect to get on the show I'm probably not going to get on the show and Mm. that was kind of what drew me towards it and then I kept getting through the rounds and to boot camp and judges homes and I just kept getting through and through and through and I was very real with myself I was like don't count on it, Elle. You're, you're going home. You're going home. And then you it just never happened. Count on it. Look yeah. at you now. I know it's mad. And then everyone's got their own version of events. And I just think my experience of that show was just like insane. I always mm. always say it's almost like a boot camp of the music industry. Like you have to learn things so fast. Because my goal was to always be a songwriter and write for other people because I love writing music. So I was like, if I, do I actually enjoy really? this side of it? Yeah. With a voice like yours. Ah. My sister, that's wasting talent. If you don't <laughs> use your own songs. <laughs> 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 so you was mentored by Talisa mm, yeah how was that like oh we got along so well she yeah. called me a little cupcake <laughs> um, we got on so well and um, and I, I think that year as well she had a little bit of a tough time but I th- mm. feel like she actually was like a big sister to me and I really really got along with her mm. we still keep in touch now actually like still really? yeah 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 not as often as I would like to but like yeah. we definitely check in on one another and whenever I release a new song she always reaches out and supports it and she's mm. like I'm so so proud of you darling you've done so so well and yeah it is bizarre because when you like see everyone around you kind of doing it and at that age you're kind of mm-hmm. like it's so bizarre now to be sat here 10 years on and you know I've done what I've still done smashing and it. it's just weird <laughs> yeah you're still smashing it so I've always said like watch out for the runners up because with me sometimes with these competitions like the winners can kind of like you know they have their hit songs and then they'll fade off into the distance 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 but like the runners up for example you Mm-hmm. For example, One Direction. Mm-hmm. For example, Becky Hill. Like, the runners-up are actually the real underdogs. So, congratulations to you because, baby, you won in my ass. <laughs> I'll take that. So, not winning, but then... So, having to come off the show. Mm-hmm. Did you not feel deflated? Or it was did a bizarre you just... feeling. I think when, like, you're used to week after week going on live TV and the mm-hmm. whole nation watching you and then judging for you what you love doing was just a bizarre process anyway. Mm-hmm. And when I came off the show, um, I can remember just thinking, OK, I'm off back to school. Am I going to do my A-levels? Like, what's next? And then I got mm-hmm. invited to... Um, record labels offices and it was just bizarre I can remember like going around and everyone wanted to sign me and I was with my dad my dad did everything with me in the beginning phases and it was just very like everything I'd always dreamt of happening to me but a lot later on in my life Mm. was happening to me at a young age so it was just really bizarre but I think what I did take as a huge advantage and I look back on now and I think wow that really actually like did me good was coming off at the time I did because I Mm. had there was no time pressure for me. There was just, I'm 16, doesn't matter when I'm ready to come out, let's just yeah. go away and start writing and stuff. And it was amazing because I was in the hands of, like, I loved writing music on my piano at home on my own. And then now all of a sudden I'm, like, able to, like, have the opportunity to go See. in a room with all these different yeah. people. And, like, writing Ghosts with Ryan Tedder from One Republic was, like, a, he was on my bucket list to meet and write with. So mm-hmm. to actually have that happen and to have written the song together and stuff was just unbelievable. As a presenter, I'm, like, a fan of other presenters as well yes. so obviously you was on X Factor with Rylan who's actually <gasps> my Rylan yeah so he's gone on to be like one of my favourite like TV presenters ever like oh, if Rylan's him. on it I'm watching it like everybody already knows <laughs> he's not changed from the moment I met him I met him at boot camp and he was naked in a lift <laughs> and he's not changed ever since um, and 
he's just got the kindest soul, the kindest heart. He can just, on the rainiest day, put a smile on your face. And he's yeah. just always had the ability to do that. He lights up a whole room. Um, mm. And I always said to him, it was so funny, like, and my mum said this to him, he's like, you're going to go on to be massive. Like, whatever mm. it is you're going to go do, you're going to go on. To, you're very special. He's just got a special soul. Um, and he's always been like my naughty big brother, my agony aunt, and we've always <laughs> stayed in touch. Yeah. He can't grasp the fact that I'm in my 20s now because to him, I'm still 16. But yeah, we've been hanging out recently, actually, a few times and gone out a few, on a few mad nights out in London. And he's took me all around Soho and he actually took my fella to his first gay bar. And it was oh hilarious. <laughs> we had the best night. It was so much fun. Now, this is a podcast called The Red Carpet Treatment. So I think walking the red carpet is the epitome of making a glamorous entrance and a sign that you're living the high life. Because baby, I know you got money. Mm-hmm. Ella, you I first, wish. <laughs> Ella, you first walked the Brits red carpets when you were nominated twice. Girl, I was in year 10. <laughs> this is crazy. So you were fresh off the X Factor and you came out with Ghosts. And that song was everywhere. Supermarkets, post office, weddings, bar, bar mitzvahs. Girl, you name it, you was there. <laughs> Every public establishment with a radio was serving you a bit of Ghosts. So tell me, what is it like seeing the world react to your first ever single that was mad like literally like because i loved the song so much and i fed it with so much positivity and love but mm. you can never predict what is going to happen when you put a song out like getting to go do like things like the ellen show and like these huge things that i would watch on youtube and be like i want to do that one day i want to do yeah. that one day and then to actually be doing it at that age was just surreal what was it like doing the Ellen show? She has the best riders in a dressing room. Like she just Ooh. has every snack. Um, <laughs> uh, and just like, she was just lovely. And mm. it's exactly how you imagine it on the TV. Just like so American that you just love every moment of it. Yeah. And especially at that age when you're doing it all. And it was, it was very, I look back on it now and I just think, wow, like if I'd have told myself when I was like 12 or in the next six years, mm. that's what's going to happen. I never would have believed it. No, yeah. not at all. So, Tell me, in 2015, you attended Brit Awards um, and a pretty iconic thing happened. I know you know what I'm talking about. When Madonna fell on stage. Tell me about that. Oh my gosh, I do remember that. Kanye that was like West, the most epic Brits performance. Taylor Swift, <laughs> yeah. Ed Sheeran, Sam Smith. Oh, my sister, even Take That was there. <laughs> <laughs> like, how do you compose yourself like in attendance of like stars knowing that like, you're one of them, like, you're supposed to be there. Oh, babe, I'd be lipsing everyone, getting everyone's numbers. Do you know what's amazing? (laughs) From that night is when I actually properly got to know take that and then they asked me to go on tour with them and it was insane it was like the best time of my life like their tours are insane they put a lot behind it and stuff but um that was a lot of fun that was also the year that Madonna went flying backwards on stage when somebody pulled her cape Mm -hmm. and that was like Watching it back on the TV was one thing, but being in the room and hearing the whole O2 Arena go. <gasps> like, and you was there. I was there. Like, you I'll never there. forget just being like, I want to go save Madonna. <laughs> it's time for a game called Serve or Swerve. Okay. You get you get my drift? You get my drift? So, if you're anything like me, there's an outfit that you know you were working on at the time. So then a few years later, you look back at it and you go, hmm, maybe that was a mistake. I've had so many moments like that. 
so many moments. So basically, I'm going to be showing you pictures of yourself. No, the thing is, I've been documented yes, since sorry, I was 16. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> so oh, I'm going to be God. showing you pictures of yourself. Like on the oh, red carpet. No. You know, in little iconic places, you know. Okay. You tell me if it's a serve or a swear. Okay, okay. So this is you at the 2014 Brit Awards. I don't know how many times I'm going to say this. Elegant, timeless. I absolutely love this. So you're wearing like a black dress with black pumps, black nails, which I've never done, which now I'm going to do. Um, <laughs> and yeah, no, I absolutely love this look. Do you know what? I actually really loved that dress. Mm -hmm. And it was made for me. I think it was Natalia Cout was the... I can remember going and having a fitting for it and designing mm -hmm. all of this shape. I was like, I, so I liked a V-neck. Victoria got me in the V-necks and I was like, let's do a little... That cleavage is... Dangerous. It's the zigzag for me. And then I love the messy hair. That's very me. If I go do something that's like really sleek on my styling, I'll make sure the hair or the makeup's doing the complete opposite. Okay. And I was very obsessed with mermaids at that age. Oh, yeah. Like everything had to be long hair, messy hair, mermaid vibe. So I'm going to say I quite like that one. This is you at the AMAs. So you're wearing one shoulder, which is something that I love to do as well. Because like I tend to like try and conceal my arms a little bit so it's like a one shoulder with a tight cinching in the way baby girl do you still have this dress oh uh, yeah i did this was in la at the american music awards that's the mm -hmm. first time i'd ever been to the amas i'd done red carpets in the uk right but that mm -hmm. was the first time where like just everyone and anyone was in front of me and i was just like oh. <gasps> i yeah. definitely had that imposter thing where i was just like i don't belong here yeah you can still see i definitely was vouching for the mermaid hair still <laughs> okay so the next picture is of you at brighton pride are oh you ready? no oh no you didn't are you ready no so i had a big hoo-ha with my mum in the dressing room because mm -hmm. she likes me to look as like stylish and as the best version of myself as I can. She's like, you can't go on stage in a tracksuit. She's like, I don't approve of this. You can't wear a tracksuit. And I was like, I'm wearing this tracksuit. So I think I was just more adamant to wear the tracksuit just to annoy my mum. Yeah. Um, I feel like you're dressed very appropriately for the event as well. Do you know well. what? I was comfy as mm -hmm. hell because literally running around in a tracksuit and trainers on stage is everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh so you can do what you want. Okay, so now this is you at the Brit Awards in 2015. Okay, now, timeless, elegant, yes. But what do you think about this look? I don't like this as much as 2014. Mm. I feel like I look really old looking but back you, on it. But do you know what's mad yet? You're wearing all the trends of 2015 at the time. So remember like really? the, I think, was, was it Kim K that made the necklace yeah, with the, the whole... so the harness thing. She used to wear harnesses. It's quite like an Egyptian-y looking yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. And then it was, Cher Lloyd had the, is it like called a, a quiff? Be, a quiff or beehive you know, hair. Because you know quiff is like really inappropriate because it means something else. So I no, was going to say queef. a bump. Oh, quiff. <gasps> who said that? Who's, who said that? <laughs> The bump. She had the bump on it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what's crazy? Yeah, I look back at some of my pictures as well. Like my younger years, you were I trying used to look, to look older. No, I I did. I was trying to look older, and I did look older. <laughs> and I thought like, yeah, I'm that bitch. Like yeah, I'm looking older. But like now, looking back at it, it was just like, oh right, I was trying to be what I am now, and now I'm trying to. I'm trying to go back. <laughs> I'm getting the gouache of the derma rollers, everything else. <laughs> the vitamin C. <laughs> Do you know yep, what I mean? Yep. But I think this look is beautiful regardless. Okay, so are you ready for the last pick? 
I think so. This is the Pride of Britain Awards. Ella is wearing a white two-piece suit, but then at the sleeves, there's like feathers coming out from inside of like the suit. And she's wearing like a gold scrunched up bag. And she has her hair up, which is very iconic because everyone knows her for like the volume and the bangs and stuff. (laughs) So she had it up in a bun and like with just bangs coming down on her face and it was just like normally we're used to seeing her in like black so she's wearing white it was sorry I'm so sorry this look oh thank you well done Nella and Ella <laughs> babe I actually really love this outfit um actually Josh who's th- who's through in the other room he was my plus one for this and <laughs> Um, I can remember arriving. He was like, "Oh, you look like a little angel." You do. Um, I do. I look very innocent and angelic, and I was obsessed with the handbag. If you zoom in, it was a gold. I want to say it's Anya Hinmarch, but it was like a crisp packet, but solid gold. Stop. It was so cool. I mean, you can't fit anything in it, but it was just really cool. It was just for the fashion. <laughs> yeah. And then I had oh, like I thought I'm wearing all white and gold, and then I had like pink swirly nails. If you zoom in as well. And something with me as well, actually, that is something that I'll probably share with you is I've always been dead scared of putting my hair up because... Oh, uh, don't be scared. I want to hide... Me. No, because I think, like, your insecurities are, like, I've always been about big hair and yeah. and hiding my face and stuff, like, and then my my hairstylist was like, do you know what, let's throw it up and do it. And I've started rocking it a bit more and I actually, like, you know, she's starting to help me. So you took four years break from music, yeah, and you came back and you're absolutely smashing it. But like in a day and age where people are doing publicity stunts to stay relevant, stay relevant every single month, was you not like, <laughs> like, like scared, babe? Yeah, for sure. I think the thing is, I signed my deal at 16, released at 18. For three years from there till I was like 21, just about to turn 22, all I knew was like work, work, work. And Mm. it went mental for me at that time. And I needed to take a step back because if I didn't, I don't think I'd have like, I just needed to grow up and Mm. evolve as a young girl into being a young woman. Like forget about music. Like I I wouldn't have had anything to write about if I didn't understand who I was. And I think that was really important for me to go and do. And I've got such an incredible family. They're so grounding and supporting that the Mm. moment they see that happening with me, they immediately are like, it's not worth it, Elle. Like let's let's pull it back a bit and like if things are getting too much and like I never stopped music I was always writing and doing stuff with people it was just more on a case of okay I don't know when I'm going to come back full throttle like you've got to be not just like musically prepared you've got to be physically prepared mentally prepared (sighs) like it like it becomes your life it becomes your everyday I really commend you for that because I feel like sometimes people get like caught up in I need to get this and I need to get the next this and I need to keep up with trends and I need to be on a song with A, B, C and D and I need to be on the charts that they don't look after their mental health. No. And they put their mental health like in the background and they don't put it like as a priority. So I really commend the fact that you actually put your mental health and you as a priority because at the end of the day, you are your brand. So Mm. it's like if you're not waking up and working, then it's like, oh shit, then she's not working. But it's like, no, but... I'm actually a human being I'm not a machine we do that so much as well where we just compare our own lives to other people we do it so much I mean social media has a huge part to play I love social media for so many reasons and then we always do this thing where we look and 
we could be having an amazing time in the present mm-hmm. and then you see something and all of a sudden you feel like you're missing out on something and you're not yeah. or like something happens to someone instead of being like really really proud of that person mm-hmm. a lot of the times I see like even my friends do it they're like oh why so and so doing that and I'm not and I'm like but be happy for that person because yeah. your time will come like that's not it's just not meant to be your time right now and if you keep working towards it, it will be I do think doing like self-work on yourself if you can wake up and be happy without everything then everything then feels like a bonus yeah thank you for sharing that actually and I know like a lot of people that will be listening to this as well but it's time for another shake up so it's time to take a trip down the memory carpet I'm going to be showing you some pics from the past (laughs) some are Ella moments some are Brit moments that we all remember it's all to conjure up you know some thoughts some memories and some reflections basically okay so my lovely producer is going to be showing you a picture. So the first pic oh, is of me. you at the X Factor judges' oh. houses. I look terrified. <laughs> look how scared I look. I have to say, though, I stood and sang to Talisa and Tiny Temper. Yeah. And I sang um, that Jason Mraz song, I Won't Give Up. And yeah. the whole song, the lyrics were all about sunrises and sunsets. Yeah. And look at that backdrop. Doesn't that look like it's fake? Yeah, it does. It does. That's what I was looking at all around me. And I was like, I can remember in that moment when I sang, I was like, how the hell am I here? I'm a small town girl from Grimsby. (sighs) Things like this just don't happen to me. And I can remember just thinking that at the time. And I was like, even if I go home now and carry on at school, I'm I'm happy. I've I've actually got to the Caribbean. You must have been so nervous. I took my mum and sister back there for my 21st birthday to show them where it all happened. And Mm. um, St. Lucia is beautiful. Absolutely amazing. So... Talk to me <laughs> about this picture. So obviously in this picture you've got Jedward and Calvin Harris wearing a pineapple on the Is that Calvin Harris? <laughs> no, it's not. My sister, look closely. <laughs> Mate, that's Calvin Harris. Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. Sister, our research team has uncovered that you have quite a thing for pineapples. I do. So what's the deal with you and pineapple? Is it on your rider as well as your pizza? It should be. It's not though, but I just, I love the fruit in general. Like it tastes so good. A juicy bit of pineapple. It's actually really good for singers as well. Like it's the, uh, yeah, it's meant to be really good for your throat. So there's that element to it. And then I just love the little spikiness. I just think it looks so cute in a fruit bowl. And then I later found out that actually having a pineapple in your house or having that years ago in like medieval times was a sign of royalty. Like really? if you could own a pineapple, people used to hire pineapples to put it in their house to make it look like they were rich. So does Calvin Harris wearing a pineapple on top of his head making more to Yeah, kind of. Period. Yeah. <laughs> I love pineapple, but sometimes like it depends where I get it from. Have you ever had those pineapples that make your mouth go itchy? Like around the mouth? Maybe you're allergic. No, God forbid, because I love my pineapples. <laughs> so we're not gonna put that in the atmosphere. We take it back, Lord Jesus. <laughs> no, something's making your mouth itchy. You yeah, no, but like... it's like it depends where I get it. Oh, like you already have to have it cut. The fresh ones hurt me. Oh, maybe you're it has allergic. to be like you know the pre-diced ones. I think they put something in there. Like the pre-diced ones. You know the ones you get with your mildews and <laughs> shit. Bring them a little yeah. bit of allergy tablets. <laughs> yeah, because those are the only ones that like don't harm me. So the third picture is the iconic picture. 
So I... it's you walking in the red dress, ghost dress, in New Orleans, in front of the police cars for your ghost music video. Mm, I was so nervous that day as well because mm. I'd never shot a music video ever, ever. This was my first ever music video, and it honestly felt like a mini movie. We yeah. was on set for three days. They shut down like two streets of New Orleans. <gasps> we took on a motel. We did filming in the swamps. We mm. had police cars. It was actors in it. Like I have to say, it was like a proper like music a, video budget. Yeah. There was like a they lot going the money. in. Yeah, they're the monies. <laughs> but like, um, it was insane. And like, just looking at that now, it's just weird. Like, I just can't. It just feels like so long ago, but then like yesterday. Also, in the video, right? There's a scene where we're in the swamps. Not the swamp. The swamp. <laughs> we actually went there, so it's like this, like Gator World, right? Mm -hmm. When the scene happens, when the girls meant to fall back, we kept we had this dummy that was like dressed up as her, right? Stop. And on every shot, it just looks so fake. So the director was like, "Oh, we're gonna have to come up with a new idea. Like yeah. it looks too fake." And she willingly was like, "It's fine. I'll throw myself in as long as I don't think you could do this anymore." But she threw herself in to the swamps where there are definitely alligators and they. They had basically allegedly like, this is all allegedly this all allegedly happened <laughs> this is and uh, we had um like people on gator watch basically oh, just all shit. around her in like these wading this wading gear and then they literally, literally flew herself in that was the shot that ended up being in the video her in slow-mo and then they literally grabbed her and pulled her out what if they gobbled her up i know this is the thing all right, so last but not least, welcome to Pose with Nella Rose. So obviously, I've only graced like about three or four red carpets like in my time. And obviously, you've been doing this for a decade. So tell me quickly just one tip, like a top tip, red carpet tip on how to slay. Is it the pose? Is it like, is it, do you pose like this, my sister? Do you have to play with the hair? Is it an accessory? It. Do you know what? It always depends on your look and your outfit and mm. practice in the mirror before you get to the red carpet. That's what I but always I do. everything. No. <laughs> <laughs> I freeze. Because that's what I would say. Like, yeah. I always have to have a practice or I get someone to take a photograph of me from all different angles and I'd be like, hey, that's the angle. I'm going to try recreate that on the, on the, uh, on the red carpet. Okay. Or just like, you know, suck in, suck up and smile and wave, guys. <laughs> so yeah thank you so much for coming in i really appreciated you coming um yeah this has been one of my favorite conversations so far and you really inspire me and i'm gonna copy all your looks <laughs> thank you girl thanks so, for having me thank you for listening friends to the red carpet treatment with your girl nella rose we will be back with some more gc fashion music and live chats with your favorite artists so please hit that subscribe or follow button so you don't miss it and that's on period signing out ella and nella oh, <laughs>